Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the shit show, folks. It's July by the time you guys hear this. So that's a plus. But also, the world's going to hell. Um, I don't want to talk about political shit anymore because it just brings me down. And we're not here to be down. We're here to have fun at Nick's Nerd News, are we not? This is this is a place for fun and happiness and joy and 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 stuff. Uh yeah. <laughs> right? Well it's me, your host Nick, and I'm here to report on useless nonsense for your your nerd ways. For all the things that only keep us happy for short amounts of time and not long at all, because you know nothing is ever gratifying these days anymore it's all temporary and it's all you know nonsense and people just looking for their next quick hit anyway like and subscribe if you want but it's time for nixner news let's get into the video game news here folks a lot of uh a lot of nothing to talk about as per usual no i'm kidding it's actually a a big week for games big week big big week how about this, huh? More evidence is mounting to support the idea that a discless version of the next Xbox exists. And and granted, we've had rumors of it for somewhat of over a year at this point. And now that Sony... Granted, most people expected it after Xbox dropped the Series S All Digital Edition, what, a couple months ago now, which was pretty much a precursor to that. And now, now that Sony has dropped their hand and shown that they're doing a digital version of the PS5, it only makes sense that there's going to be a digital version of the uh, Series X. Granted, it will probably have a different name. But it, it's pretty much an open secret at this point. Just like the fact that a new Fable game is more than likely coming. But, you know, shh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, anyway... Nintendo may be stepping away from mobile games if if some rumors are to be suspected, which makes sense because they've been robbing people blind with their current mobile offering since they're all technically free to play or pay to win type level shit. And per Bloomberg of all places, Nintendo has been underwhelmed by its Nintendo games, and I guess they want to focus on Switch, which makes sense. And uh, an analyst told Bloomberg, quote, Since the release of Mario Kart Tour in fall of 2019, Nintendo's mobile pipeline is empty. Um, they also said reduced the need and the pressure, since Switch is obviously just fucking killing it. And they did uh, allegedly gross over a billion dollars. They don't really want to make money that way, because, you know, it's fucking predatory. But beyond that, uh, it's it makes sense for them to stop making mobile games because mobile games are dumb sometimes. But good on them because those games, 
Like, if you tried playing... Like, I don't know if you guys even tried to play Mario Kart Tour or whatever it is, but it's like... Uh, and then, like, Super Mario Run and stuff, but it's like, if you tried to do anything after a certain point, it's like, you gotta pay, you gotta pay, you gotta pay, you gotta pay. I'm like, nah, fuck that, dude, I'm not doing that. Like, I ain't fucking doing that. Anyway, we have rumors that, uh, uh, based on what games Rocksteady Studios and, uh, uh, gosh, I can't talk tonight, and what some other WB Interactive studios are doing, uh, WB Interactive registered domains for a, a title called Gotham Knights in a potential Suicide Squad game. Per Eurogamer, uh, it's been heavily rumored now that Rocksteady is actually working on the Suicide Squad game. And the domain name Suicide, Squ Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was apparently in it. And, I don't know, this is all per Eurogamer, so we don't know, though, if Gotham Knights is WB Montreal's game uh, or if anything else. Um, it, but it is expected to be shown off and revealed at the DC Fandome later in August that we did talk about last week. And uh, Resetera, this was posted on there, uh, it said SuicideSquadGame.com, Suicide Squad squadkillthejusticeleague.com and gothamnightsgame.com granted it is domain registration so take them with a hefty 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 grain of salt and there was rumors that WB Montreal were working on a Suicide Squad game quite a while ago but now I think they're working on the Court of Owls game that they teased last year um, but again DC Fandom is in August so we will probably know then and hopefully 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 the sale of WB Interactive does not affect the outcomes of these games, if they're real. We also got announcement, finally, regarding which ARMS character will be joining uh, Super Smash Ultimate, and it will be Min Min. Uh, I haven't played ARMS, so I, I don't know who that is, but for those of you that do, that's, uh, that's what that's for. Anyway, moving on. In what was probably the biggest gaming news of the week, Microsoft has killed Mixer. Granted, Mixer was... I mean, look, you can't knock them for trying. I had a friend text me, he's like, Haha, Mixer, what a joke. It's like, you can't fault them for trying. Yes, Twitch had already been way much more established at that point, but... You know, upstarts always come in and, and, and rock the game. L L Yahoo is a prime example, right? Yahoo was like one of the top search engines. Ask, ask Jeeves. Then in comes Google and fucking blows them both out of the water, right? I mean, everyone had Internet Explorer to a point. Everyone had AOL to a point. Everyone used AIM to a point. You can't knock them for trying. Granted... I, I think it was just, it was fighting an uphill battle. It was never, ever going to win. Um, but uh, Mixer will shut down on, uh, is officially shut down on July 22nd. It will redirect all Mixer sites and apps, however, to Facebook Gaming of all places. So they have announced a new partnership with Facebook Gaming uh, per Xbox Wire, their official like blog. It became clear that the time needed to grow our own live streaming community to scale 
was out of measure with the vision and experience we want to deliver gamers now. Um, Microsoft has made the decision to transition all of its streamers to Facebook Gaming. Um, so anyone they signed exclusive deals with, like Ninja and Shroud, they did get their full contract money. Uh, they're free to go over where they want, like they can go back to Twitch or to Facebook Gaming. Um, King Goliathan, someone big that they signed, will be going to Facebook Gaming. Um, he'll start streaming. Uh, he already did on Facebook, actually. Um, Dexteros, Richard Lewis said, Sources familiar with the deal have informed me that while Facebook did try and negotiate to keep their big partners, both Shroud and Ninja opted out. They received their full payments as of midnight yesterday. We're free to engage in talks with other platforms. Game on. Uh, per The Verge, head of Facebook Gaming said, It's up to them and their priorities meaning Microsoft's partner isn't actively pursuing exclusive agreements with any of their biggest names. Uh, it does suck for a lot of the smaller streamers because they were getting a, a, a shine on Mixer that they might not possibly have gotten on Twitch. Um, uh, they also said Mixer viewers with outstanding Ember balances, channel subscriptions, or Mixer Pro subscriptions will receive Xbox gift card credit. Um, I guess they're going to focus a lot of that now towards X, xCloud, which is their game streaming uh, to devices instead of streaming playing. Um, it said, per Microsoft, they will look to de debut click-to-play scenarios within the Facebook gaming and Instagram communities. And uh, they also said, Microsoft Teams will now leverage Mixer's deep investments in ultra-low latency video streaming, real-time interactivity, and video distribution to technology to accelerate our ability to support a variety of video-first virtual experiences from meetings to live events to other broadcast scenarios. Um, Phil Spencer said to The Verge, we started pretty far behind in terms of where Mixer's monthly active viewers were compared to some of the other big players out there. I think the Mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has through their properties and the abilities to reach gamers in a very seamless way through the social platform Facebook has. Um, granted, it only began, be, Mixer was only a thing started in 2016 twitch was already way established at that point uh it was called beam back then then purchased by microsoft and then changed to mixer in 2017 so uh they did also say though that if you were a partner at mixer or anything like that you will pretty much get the same status if uh if you move over to facebook and pretty much uh, that but it, it's it's really interesting though because on the heels of all this uh, it came out that there were allegations of racism widely spread throughout the, the leadership at Mixer uh, and apparently they had very low viewer numbers uh, in the past couple of years but it was just pretty much a notch in the belt uh, for 2020 which I don't know uh, this is per I guess they seduced Ninja and Shroud from Twitch using massive amounts of coin. Uh, they were told by a Microsoft source it was a do-or-die effort to try and keep Mixer alive, and it, it just it didn't work. That I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, but I guess it this part of that problem was the founders of the company left last year. But you know it it happens all the time in startups. But they, like I said, they, were, they weren't told about the shutdown, which is pretty shitty, though. Um, I guess it, there's a lot of things that 
have to do with moving over to Facebook because Facebook has been kind of problem, problem, problematic lately regarding privacy and some other things and other shady things going on over, over at Facebook. But it just, it sucks. And I don't know, it, it just, it's unfortunate. At least they tried. Like I said, it's, it's shitty how they handled some of the things. But there's a lot of stuff online going on about it now from different streamers and stuff. Obviously, they're not the same level as Mixer or Shroud. Mixer. Of, uh, as Ninja or Shroud. But again, it's still something. And speaking of Facebook, they've actually actually acquired a gaming studio, Ready at Dawn. Uh, they were the makers of uh, The Order 1886 as well. Uh, granted, I'm, I'm guessing they want to grow their portfolio for Oculus games. Considering their last five games, four games were Oculus Rift games. Uh, and they did also make a lot of previously PSP games, like uh, the God of War Origins, God of War Ghosts of Sparta, God of War Chains of Olympus. They did the Okami port for Wii. And they also did the Daxter game. Hey, look at that, huh? I like that game. That was a fun game. Not gonna lie. Um, when I did have a P when I did have a PSP, um, but yeah, Microsoft Microsoft Facebook acquires Ready at Dawn. Um, we also got a lot of new stuff on Marvel's Avengers. Uh, it is confirmed for next gen, and we got some new trailers. Modok is the main villain, and we finally got to see some gameplay, uh, especially as Thor. This game does not look fun to play. Does not look fun to play at all. I'll say that. And, and granted, it, it's technically beta footage. And it's Thor gameplay, so it might be fun to play as the other Avengers. It just... It does not look fun. We still have a few months before the game comes out, so things can be tweaked. Things can be tweaked. I, I don't know. All that stuff's online. They did like a, an hour and a half round table to talk about it. Uh, a lot of stuff out there. The customization looks cool though. I will say that. But I don't know. I don't know. I've been very hesitant on this game since it was announced. Oh, well, at least since they finally showed off the real stuff. Anyway. Uh, EA has spoken out and says they want to double down on making Star Wars games. Yeah, Andrew Wilson, COVA, we're the fuck have you been for the last five years been dragging your ass that's for damn sure and putting out piss poor things and you only had like a couple of hits barely if that you fucked battlefront one up battlefront two was a clusterfuck until you fixed it after fan backlash the only real legitimate hit you've had so far has been last uh, jedi fallen order like come on and uh, there was a webinar with GameSpot. Wilson said he alluded to the financial success of the modern Star Wars Battlefront series, Fallen Order, and then uh, Galaxy of Heroes, the mobile game. Uh, he said, we're going to double down on that partnership. Disney continues to be very, very committed to the IP and to the canon. We've got new generations of fans coming to the IP all the time. So our expectation is we think there continues to be a really, really strong opportunity in and around that relationship and that IP going forward. Um, I just hope, I just pray to God and hope that it, it, they do something soon and, and big with it. And granted, Star Wars Squadrons is coming, but I don't think that's enough. 
I really don't. This is Star Wars we're talking about. You can have legitimate, big-budget, awesome games from that. And yes, I know they take time, but we should have had at least two or three by now. Not two mediocre, one really great thing, and now like a half-assed one coming later this year. But I've wasted so much breath on that, and I don't want to anymore. Because it's, it's, it's so dumb that this conversation is even being had. Like, why did they give it to one company? They should have let a lot of people work on it. And yes, I know you don't want to muddy things, but there are plenty of great, talented studios out there that they could have entered single contract partnerships with. People could have pitched it to them and brought it to them and said, hey, let's do this and partner with one of the big, big, big boys, you know? But not just wholeheartedly, hey, EA, only you. Bullshit, man. Fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Anyway, how about this? Uh, Traveler's Tales, makers of the Lego games, pitched a million dollar... Well, they spent a million dollars on a pitch to make a Lord of the Rings game, and it ultimately failed. It was in 2008, and it was a tie-in game for the Hobbit series. Um, It would have been tied in with Peter Jackson's The Hobbit movies. God, did those start coming out then? No, that doesn't make any sense. And they had met with Peter Jackson and Guillermo del Toro. This is back when Guillermo was still writing it, or directing at that point. And it would have been done on 360 hardware. Uh, You would have fought the Balrog as Gandalf. Aragorn would have been find it, uh, would have been in it. Uh, You could have played as Frodo and things like this. I guess they... I guess it was a tie-in to all of them. And... There are videos and screenshots of the game. It looks very 2008, but it does look movie-realistic as well. Oh, that's kind of cool looking. Man, 2008 graphics. Whoa. <laughs> that's nutso. Uh, but it, like I said, it's seriously impressive. And they went too far and spent too much money to impress you know, two great men in the movie industry. Del Toro liked it. All Warner Brothers didn't. They wanted a game that wasn't, per this, Warner Brothers, quote, wanted a game that was, wasn't was directly based on the movie, but happened in the same universe at the same time. Um, granted, we ended up getting Shadow of, of Mordor, which, perfectly fine, because that game was great. Uh, game never came out, obviously, but they do have videos and such that you can watch of the failed pitch. Uh, also got more news surrounding Skate. Uh, or whatever that potential skate sequel will be. And EA says that it will be more focused. Again, this is per EA, EA CEO Andrew Wilson. And it wasn't because people wanted it back. I think they just realized it was a time to come back. It will focus on user-generated content, however, whatever that means. Hopefully that means like getting more user-created like skate parks and shit, because that'd be awesome. Uh, He said, you take a game like Skate, and while skateboarding in and of itself has tremendous appeal to huge global audience, there's another secular trend that's happening inside our industry around user-generated content, open world, and interaction. Uh, He said a story about Nigel Houston, who said, so for many people, you think about skating as a starting point that has appeal, but you start to build in user-generated content, exploration, and community on top of that, and that expands the opportunity exponentially. Uh, It is in early, very early development per Wilson, but uh, it should be out 
hopefully on the next generation consoles in the not too distant future. And uh, sticking with the skating games there for a minute here, uh, we do now have confirmation Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake uh, will launch later this fall with new skaters that were not in the originals, uh, Niger Houston being one of them. Uh, and the demo for school will launch in August uh, if you pre-order the game. Uh, it will also feature other new skaters. August 14th is when that demo drops. Uh, Sean Layden, former head of PlayStation, uh, has said that AAA games are currently unsustainable. And we've seen this before. This is not the first time we've had this heard this conversation. He was speaking to, uh, who was he talking to? GameIndustry.biz. And he was discussing the current state of the games industry. And uh, especially about The Last of Us 2. Uh, he was partly responsible for the, the creation of that. Technically, you know, he's head of PlayStation. Uh, he was there for 25 years. It is 10 hours longer than the first Last of Us game. Uh, more techn technologically advanced. Probably costs a lot more to develop, and yet we're still paying $60 a game. Granted, remember, games went to $60 when we hit the 360 and PS3 generation. So we're on our third generation of $60 games. And he said, the problem with that model is it's just not sustainable. Um, he explained, uh, you know, game development generation costs reach between $80 million to $150 million. Uh, excluding marketing costs for AAA games, uh, take up to five years, and they've historically doubled each generation, so PS5 de development prices could theoretically hit $300 million. Uh, so he said, I don't think that in the next generation you can take those numbers and multiply them by two and think that you can grow. I think the industry as a whole needs to sit back and go, all right, what are we building? What's the audience expectation? What is the best way to get our story across and say what we need to say? It's been $59.99 since I started in this business, but the cost of games have gone up 10 times. If you don't have elasticity on the price point, but you have huge volatility on the cost line, the model becomes more difficult. I think this generation is going to see those two imperatives collide. And uh, it's hard for every adventure game to shoot for the 50 to 60 hour gameplay milestone, because that's going to be so much more expensive to achieve. And in the end, you may choose some... You may close some interesting creators and their stories out of the market if that's the kind of threshold they have to meet. We have to reevaluate that. But I get it. I get it. Because it, they're, they're operating at a loss sometimes. Unless you release it on multi-platform and make a shit ton of money. But at the same time, if a game is going to cost that much to make and it is on a single platform, you better be sure as shit almost every single person on your platform is buying it make sure that your ROI, your return of investment, is worthwhile. Now, games like, games, companies like Microsoft and EA and things like this can, can take somewhat of a loss. They have huge market caps. Sony, well, yes, they do have a sizable market cap. Yes, they do have a large, large install base. But unfortunately, the only thing keeping them afloat right now is, is PlayStation. Like, that drives most of Sony's business at this point. So, in essence, I don't know if they can take as big a risks anymore. They probably could. Don't get me wrong. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. But it's something that I can see as not being sustainable. And I don't want to pay more for games. I really don't. But if I have to, I understand. To allow for these things to keep happening. Do you get it? But 
Not every game could be Red Dead Redemption 2 or GTA and just print money like it like it's nothing, you know? But it's all interesting. All very interesting. Um, Pokemon had another direct, or whatever you want to call it, this past week. And it was uh, a presentation on the new game Pokemon Unite. And it is now the most disliked video on Pokemon the Pokemon Company's YouTube ever. And uh, it was during their Pokemon Presents broadcast. It had over almost 200,000 dislikes in its first 24 hours. It is a new MOBA-like game from Game Freak. Yes, Pokemon MOBA. And it is called Pokemon Unite, a strategic team-based battle game. It'll come to Nintendo Switch and mobile devices with crossplay as a free-to-start game. Keyword there, free-to-start. Predatory language detected. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Predatory gaming alerts detected. Anyway, Pokemon Unite was announced. It is a MOBA-style game, and it is a strategic team-based battle game, like I said. Free to start, and it's a 5v5 strategy game developed in partnership with Tencent. Hmm, explains a lot. Teamy Studios. Uh, they also made Call of Duty Mobile and Arena of Valor. And players battling to control areas of an RTS-like map, earning points and evolving their Pokemon mid-battle. Battling wild Pokemon will capture them, earning you points that you can then bank in scoring areas. Uh, team with the most points wins at the end. I uh, Confirmed playable Pokemon, Pikachu, Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Machop, Snorlax, Haunter, Talonflame, Clefairy, Riolu, as well as all of their evolutions. And ugh, this is just, this is clearly aimed at the Chinese market. 100% aimed at the Chinese market. No denying that. As is pretty much everything anymore. They have the spending power, so it makes sense. Oh, God. It sucks, but it... it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Apex Legends will finally head to mobile at some point this year. If you guys have been holding out for that, well, now's your chance to play it on mobile, Apex Legends. It's weird. Out of all the major Battle Royale games, that is the only one that's not on mobile yet, surprisingly. Strange. Uh, we also got our first teaser for Halo Infinite. Granted, it's not more than a voice teaser over some UNSC transmission logs, but it confirms the Banished are coming to Halo Infinite. If you are unfamiliar, the Banished were the main antagonists in Halo Wars 2. They are a uh, faction of the former Covenant made up of mostly Brutes. Uh, as well as Hengheli and Legolo, hunters and elites for the uninformed, um, grunts and jackals, and they fight with a ferocity uh, not seen before and, and no devotion to the, the great journey. But the banished, which, which means brutes are probably fucking back for Halo Infinite, and hopefully the flood is too, because that's been sort of teased over time. And hopefully we won't have to wait long for Microsoft's uh, first party, like, blowout event sometime in July. Fucking banished. Yes, that's so fucking cool. Atriox, who was their leader, was probably one of the coolest, um, like, figures in Halo in most recent canon. And I don't know 
if he'll be in infinite just because of the way Halo Wars 2 ended. I, I don't want to get into that too much. Just spoilers, you know, for a, a like a three-year-old game and that probably most people haven't played. But Atriox is pretty much stuck on the arc. Let me just put it that way. And unless they figure out a way to fill in the gaps in the story in a book or a comic, which they might end up doing, I just really hope that we get to face off with him. I don't know. But the Banished are fucking sick. It took the Covenant to like new heights and, and new art aesthetic. It was fucking cool. Definitely go check out all that ban Banished stuff on YouTube. It's really fucking sick. But def definitely check that out if, if you like Halo and you never played Halo Wars 2. So we kind of touched on it earlier. But there's been a reckoning in the games industry this past week. And... Uh, you could say that the Me Too movement has, has essentially finally hit the gaming industry as more and more people are coming forward with their stories and, and not necessarily just about sexual harassment, but just abuse in general and mistreatment and, and, and malpractice. But one of the highest profile things to come out of this is the director, the game director on Assassin's Creed Valhalla is stepping down after improprietary allegations. Uh, Asraf Ismail, uh, the creative director at Ubisoft, is stepping down um, after reports came out about an extramarital repair affair. Uh, in a statement he said, I'm stepping down from my beloved project to properly deal with the personal issues in my life. The lives of my family and my own are shattered. I am deeply sorry to everyone hurt in this. There are hundreds of talented and passionate people striving to build an experience for you that do not deserve to be associated with this. I wish them all the best. Um, this is per uh, this is Ubisoft's official statement. As Ashraf Ismail, I'm probably fucking that up terribly too. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, is stepping down from the project to take a leave of absence. The development team is committed in to delivering a great game in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And uh, I guess this is all over the weekend. Have multiple allegations of sexual improprietary impropriety surfaced within the game industry. Uh, like I said, a lot of major figures, uh, Twitch in particular, a lot of allegations. Uh, writer Chris Avalone, um, who worked with on Dying Light 2, he stepped away. A lot of Twitch streamers have been getting in trouble. And um, speaking of Twitch, we'll, we'll get back to that in a second here. Anyway, uh, Tokyo Game Show has announced that it will go virtual in September, uh, streaming, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we also got an announcement for what games with gold we're getting in uh, July. Unfortunately, we don't know what we're getting for PSN Plus yet. Uh, games with gold this month, uh, World Rallycross 8, which is the most recent World Rallycross game. I don't even think it's two years old yet. Uh, that's the 1st through the 31st. Uh, Dunk Lords, which is like a basketball-type game, the 16th through the 15th. Saints Row 2, the 1st through the 15th. And then a game called Juju, the 16th through the 31st. What is this? A platformer released on the 360 from 2014. You play as a shaman panda, along with his lizard sidekick, Paya. And you have to conquer various levels in a bid to save Juju's father and the world from an ancient evil. Sounds like a knockoff of Kung Fu Panda. That's for damn sure. Anyway, moving on here. 
Uh, Cyberpunk will be getting its own pre-release comic book series, as well as a tie-in anime uh, in 2022 to tie in with the story. Um, but we did get more gameplay released and more more trailers released, and boy, does this game look look really good. I cannot wait to finally get my hands on this, and it sucks that we got to wait till November. But the gameplay looks fucking amazing, though. So definitely go check that out. It's online. And then uh, we finally got some clarification in regards to what optimized for Series X means uh, per Microsoft. And uh, they said that uh, through their Xbox Wire, uh, if it has the optimized for Series X badge, it means it was either natively, quote, either natively designed or fully rebuilt for the Series X. Uh, games that are natively built include Halo Infinite and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Enhanced games include Gears 5. And um, they said that the post breaks down a series of benefits to optimized games as per IGN. Um, so they all have a performance target of 60 frames per second at 4K resolution, rising to 120 FPS in some games. Uh, virtually eliminated loading times. Uh, this is per Jason Ronald as well, the uh, Xbox Series X lead engineers. Um, and he said that they're not a features checklist. They must be met to earn an optimized badge, so it's not just like, we did this. Uh, he said, we don't dictate game design. The badge, uh, as long as they're designing the game and building the game on the Series X development platform and really tailoring it to take advantage of it. Dirt 5 says it will hit that 120 FPS frame rate. Uh, the head of Codemasters said that uh, you can toggle between 60 and 120. Uh, I'm guessing you have a loss of re resolution, though, at the higher rate. I know people prefer higher rates sometimes. Um, some other games will have 4K. Uh, the full list of Series X op optimized games as of right now. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Bright Memory Infinite, Call of the Sea, Chivalry 2, Chorus, Cyberpunk, Destiny 2, Dirt 5, FIFA 21, Gears 5, Halo Infinite, Hitman 3, NFL 21, Madden, Marvel's Avengers, Outriders, Scarlet Nexus, Scorn, Second Extinction, The Ascent, The Medium, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Pretty solid list there for, um, for later this year. Um, we also got our teaser for Netflix's Cuphead, uh, adaptation. Looks pretty good. We got to see the voice cast as well. So it looks like they are trying to stick as much as possible to, um, to that Fleischer style of cartoon, which I'm very, very stoked for. Um, that's what drew me to the game originally, and I'm happy the show is going to keep that as well. Um, Square Enix has also announced that they will announce new games in both July and August. So I'm guessing some games might be announced at the Xbox show. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think that's going to be completely 100% first party. I think it's probably going to be like 99% first party, if you ask me. Um, but that's definitely something. Can't wait to see what happens um, in that Xbox show. Granted, I don't think Square Enix will do that, though. I think they'll do their own thing. But who knows? July is a new month. And finally, um, what's going on with Dr. Disrespect? The good doctor is not in. He has been banned from Twitch, many calling it and leaking that it might be a perma ban. 
details have yet to emerge. Rumors are now being speculated that it might be legally, something legally involved. It is not about all the sexual misconduct and allegations that have come out against other Twitch streamers. His wife did come out um, to, to say that it is not about that. He has had those issues in the past. He has worked beyond them. Um, other rumors are circling that the he, he and Shroud and Ninja may be joining some new new streaming service. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of things going on, and we don't know, and there's a lot of speculation and a lot of rumors floating around. But the fact that Twitch can just come in and ban people without explanation is not good either. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. If you, if you give a legitimate reason, fine. If you don't give one, no, not at all. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see when the truth finally comes out because I'm surprised they're letting all this stir up. Granted, you know, it builds hype. But considering he was one of their most popular streamers, uh, and they recently signed a deal with him that was rumored to be worth up to $10 million a year, is very, very, very interesting. But that's it. Oh, wait. No, there isn't. <laughs> Tricked ya. Crash 4 was announced. That's right. Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Which, uh, there's been so many other Crash games. And it's funny because they make a meta joke about that in the trailer. But it's in, in, introducing some new platforming elements, elements which I'm excited about. Uh, looks to be a true sequel to the three original games. And... Looks interesting, that's for sure, and it will be on PS5 and Xbox Series X, so definitely going to give it a shot if it's a true sequel, and maybe we'll forget about all the in-betweens, right? <laughs> I'm excited, but that that's really it for video games today. Anyway, let's talk about what's going on on the boob tube, silver screen, the TV. Witcher 2 resume, resumes filming this August, so that's a nice big step forward. As the rest of the world gets back to normal. Um, speaking of streaming platforms, especially on Netflix, it has now been announced that the Cobra Kai show will be moving to Netflix. Season 3 will premiere on Netflix sometime in the future. And the first two seasons, were, which were previously exclusive to YouTube TV, uh, will be moving to Netflix sometime later this year. Uh, Cobra Kai, of course, is the continuation of of the Karate Kid franchise. Um, Lucifer has announced that they will get a sixth and true final season on Netflix. Uh, Tom Ellis did sign a new deal to come back as the titular character. And we also finally got word on when season five will drop. Uh, first half will drop August 21st of this year. Also announced, uh, amid everything that's been going on, and this, this makes... Plenty, plenty, plenty of sense. Uh, according to Terry Crews, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has pretty much started over with how they've been writing Season 8. Um, he was being interviewed by Access Daily and said that uh, they did have four episodes ready to go, but we've had a lot of sober talks about it and deep conversations uh, pertaining to the Black, Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, but deep conversations, we hope, through this, we're going to make something that will be truly groundbreaking this year. We have an opportunity, and we plan to use it in the best way possible. Our showrunner, Dan Gore, they had four episodes all ready to go, and they just threw them in the trash. We have to start over. Right now, we don't know which direction it's going in. 
This is an opportunity right now for us all to unite and get together and understand what this is and what we have to battle this together. And um, uh, I said, pretty much reflecting on everything that's going on. And I, I like to hear that because there's a lot of cop shows out there. And it will be interesting to see how they handle everything that's been going on this year. Because you, you can't wait. You literally cannot wait anymore. It, it has to be done. Especially on a show about the NYPD where they do have officers of color. And it will be very, very interesting to see how they do that. And, and while it is a comedy show, they aren't afraid to tackle serious, thought-provoking issues. And I think, I'm not going to lie, I, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine may be the best one to handle it. And speaking of controversy, HBO Max will not have five episodes of South Park due to controversy. Or controversy, as they say in England. But, uh, according to the head honchos over there, uh, w because South Park is now on HBO Max in its entirety... Uh, it will not include these five episodes. Super Best Friends, Cartoon Wars Part 1, Cartoon Wars Part 2, 200 and 201. Uh, mainly because of their, um, their showings of certain religious figures. And, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that they're censoring this. Of all things to censor, I, I'm, I'm a little... A little thrown off by that, considering that, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, so, I'm shocked, really. Whereas on the flip side, you do have uh, shows like Community and 30 Rock and The Office and other things having certain episodes that might not be appropriate anymore being removed from online services due to blackface or, or other racial stereotypes. Which are completely different than messing with religion. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Got a new trailer for season two of The Boys, which finally drops in September. Very excited about that. The Boys is a great comic book adaptation show that you can watch on Amazon. Uh, the first couple episodes will drop, I think, September 4th, I think they said. And then they'll release weekly. So just be prepared for that. Um, and, and, you know, going back to what I was just saying, a lot of voiceover actors are actually stepping down from roles where they were playing people of color, Elizabeth Banks and, um, was it Elizabeth Banks? No, it wasn't Elizabeth Banks, but Jenny Slate is stepping down from Big Mouth. Mike Henry will no longer play Cleveland on, on Family Guy. So it's, it's, things are getting done and they're for the better. Uh, also got a new trailer for the new Muppet show on Disney Plus called Muppets Now. I'm not feeling the new voice of Kermit the Frog, folks. Not good. Not good at all. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Which, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um... Interesting. But, we'll see. I'll watch it anyway. I love the Muppets. Love the Muppets. But, that's it for TV. Let's talk about what's coming to your streaming services on Wednesday when you hear the show. Netflix, a new version of Unsolved Mysteries drops. Doesn't look like they have a host, but it's Unsolved Mysteries, so that's cool. Airplane comes on the first. 
Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is probably one of the best Batman films ever made. Uh, Donnie Brasco, Spaceballs, The Naked Gun, The Karate Kid, Total Recall, the Arnold version. Uh, on the 8th, you get the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the new Transformers anime drops on the 30th. And Umbrella Academy Season 2 drops on July 31st. On Disney+, Plus, uh, The Mighty Ducks drops on the 1st, the movie, not the show, that's coming. Hamilton on the 3rd, yes, the filmed version of the play. Uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, drops on the 10th. And Muppets Now on the 31st. Um, unfortunately, I could not find what's coming to Amazon this month. Anyway, um, and going back to HBO Max real quick. Apparently, they're not pulling the DC movies anymore after Outcry. They will be staying on until December of this year. Anyway, let's talk about what's going on in Hollywood and all the movies. Uh, looks like we're going to get another pirate spinoff film. This time, though, it will not be related to the other stories. This will be completely separate, um, but it will still be female-led. And Margot Robbie is attached to take over. Uh, the other one, with, which Karen Gillan is a spo supposed to be attached to, is a continuation, I think, of the main Pirates franchise. So I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. But I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That's for damn sure. Um, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, has now foregone its theatrical release as more theaters delay the reopening of their the uh, delay their reopening due to new spikes. Um, so if you are, we're looking forward to see that new SpongeBob movie. Unfortunately, uh, you have to watch it in your home now. Uh, and speaking of that. Tenet has now been delayed till August 12th because of this, uh, causing Bill and Ted 3 to be delayed to the 28th of August, and Mulan has also been delayed as well. God, I just hope movie theaters reopen. That's all I care about at this point, really. It's really all I care about, but anyway... Uh, the famed director, Michael Schumacher, unfortunately passed away this week. While I am not a fan of his Batman films, most people aren't, Joel Schumacher uh, passed away at the age of 80. Of course, he did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, however, he did actually do some actually really good films as well. The Lost Boys, uh, St. Elmo's Fire, Flatliners, A Time to Kill, uh, 8mm, The Incredible Shrinking Woman, The Number 23. You know, a lot of, a lot of good movies. Phone Booth, great movie. But it, it, it is unfortunate we lose a director like this. And it's it's just... Um, it sucks, man. It really does. A good director made a lot of good movies. A lot of good movies. And, and unfortunately, his, his eye will not be seen again. Uh, if you get what I'm saying. Just like his eye for movie making. It's, it's, granted, his Batman films are visually pleasing. Just story-wise. You know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> my, my Arnold. My Arnold is as Mr. Freeze impression. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Hamilton will be censored on Disney Plus when it comes out on the, the 3rd. Uh, however, it was done with Lin-Manuel Miranda's blessing. Uh, he did... Um, 
he did do uh, approve it as it it's ma- mainly just bleeping out the f word a couple times, uh, just because I don't think they can really do that completely on Disney Plus. Just so I don't think they have any rated R films on there. Um, I think they only bleeped out two out of the three that are in the play. But again, like I said, it was done with his permission and his approval, so it's not like censoring and not telling the person, like uh, what recently happened with the Back to the Future movies on Netflix. Anyway, uh, Colin Trevorrow has been announced as directing a new Atlantis-themed thriller film for Universal once he's done with Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, It will be not an underwater Atlantis, so... I don't know, but it's a thriller, and it's technology and retro future probably, or steampunky. I don't know. I'm just guessing. So I'm sure we'll know more uh, once he's done with Jurassic World. Uh, Also getting a a reboot from Twister, of Twister, I should say. Uh, Twister was written by Michael Crichton, that 90s movie with Bill Pullman and and uh, Bridget Fonda about the uh, storm chasers, the tornado chasers. Um, This new film, though, will be directed by uh, Joseph Kosinski, who you might know as the director of Tron Legacy, which, love that movie, Oblivion, and Top Gun Maverick, the upcoming Top Gun Maverick. So if anyone is perfect for making a movie like remaking Twister. I think it's him. I wonder if it's going to be a full reboot, if it's going to be a remake, if it's going to connect to the old one. Um, I don't know. I actually like the old movie from the 90s. So, yeah, I know it's dumb, but I like it. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. There you go. It's enough right there. Anyway, anyway, uh... It looks like a new Scream movie will be coming out some point next year. Uh, they want to get it out. Um, as of right now, though, the only one signed on from the original cast is David Arquette. I'm fine with that, though. So hopefully the rest come back in some capacity. I, I don't know. Maybe Neve, Nev Campbell. Maybe Courtney Cox. That'd be fun. But I don't know. I don't know. I like Scream. As long as it's a continuation and not a reboot, I'm happy. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was being interviewed, and he has confirmed that he will be returning for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, so that's a good sign. Maybe he'll finally um, transform into his villain role as Baron Mordo, uh, as he is in the comics. Uh, The Smurfs is getting rebooted again over at Nickelodeon Films. La 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 la, shoot me in the head. God, not again. Can we just not do another fucking Smurfs movie for just a while, folks? Can we just fucking wait? Jesus. And then, in what is some of the coolest news, if you guys are deep in Jurassic Park lore, like if you've read, or if you really like the first one, but Dodson, Dodson, we've got Dodson here. Uh, Dodson, the character, will be returning in Jurassic World Dominion, now the head of Biosyn, the rival company to InGen, and uh, I wonder if that means the 
Barbasol can will somehow factor in. I don't know. Be interesting, though. Very, very interesting. Dodson. We've got Dodson here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> anyway, that's it for movie news as well. Uh, we do have some other news to talk about. Uh, George R. R. Martin says he hopes to finally finish The Winds of Winter by next year. Granted, he's been home writing and writing and writing, so that's a good sign. But he didn't finish like he said he would. But at least he's fucking finally writing the damn thing years later. Anyway, uh, Apple has announced that the first Macs with their own proprietary processors will arrive by the end of this year. What that means for gaming, though, is, is... not telling. A lot of people think that this might be the end of gaming on Macs. Who knows? But they're using a new chip that they make that actually runs in their uh, in their iPads. Uh, their new Mac OS will be Big Sur, and it will is able to run Adobe Lightroom and things like this faster than on some Intel systems. I don't know what that means though, because it's Adobe and they're meant to be run on Macs easily. So. Also, uh, I guess they said, I don't know, it's a demo, okay? It's not an actual thing. It's a demo environment. It's like watching a vertical slice at E3. Let's let's calm down here, folks. Also, they went through some footage in Final Cut Pro, which, understandable. But it's, like I said, they're coming with their own... Oh, so they are coming with their new own GPUs. Uh, They were running Tomb Raider at full HD, which is 1080p at 60 frames per second, so it's still not 4K on a Mac, which is uh, kind of interesting. But I guess it's uh, Intel based on Apple's new ARM-based architecture. So it's it's not the full deal. I don't know what this means, but everything will be shared on Apple devices. Um, they've already made their own apps and everything for the architecture, but... I wonder how that's all going to work. So, I don't know. I don't know. Granted, it's not like many games were available (laughs) on Mac to begin with. So, Hasbro has also announced a new uh, RED, Red Line, uh, similar to their Black Series that they make for Star Wars figures. Uh, This time, though, it will be focused on Transformers. Uh, We're getting a new Gen 1 Megatron and Optimus Prime, so that's really cool. I think they're only 6-inch, though, so that's kind of dumb. Hope they're bigger. They look really cool, though, the, the photos of them, uh, which are not renders, but actual prototypes look fucking awesome. Uh, Disneyland has announced that they will delay the reopening of their California theme parks due to new regulations and other things going on in the state. Uh, however, Disney... Downtown Disney will still open on the 9th, so you will still be able to go shopping and possibly eating in Downtown Disney starting July 9th. Um, And speaking of that, Splash Mountain, uh, despite me having some misgivings, um, will be rethemed, but I I think it's appropriate to what they're retheming. It will be rethemed to Princess and the Frog. Which I think will will I think will work out better. It, it it fits more. I mean, it's a water ride, and you're riding a log to get splashed. And Princess and the Frog takes place in a swamp, and I think 
that will definitely, definitely, definitely be a whole lot better of a theme for that ride. And, and a bit of sad news here, but Microsoft uh, has also announced that it will be permanently closing all but four of its physical re retail locations, uh, leaving open only London, New York, and Sydney, and its Redmond store, which will be reimagined as Microsoft Experience Centers. Really sucks, because they had a lot of Halo tournaments and gaming tournaments and other things there. But, you know, retail's changing, malls are changing, so I, I get it. Luck, luckily, though, no one will be laid off from this. Uh, Microsoft announced the company's retail team members will continue to serve the customers from Microsoft's corporate facilities and remotely providing sales training and support. And uh, they said to The Verge that no layoffs will result. And uh, we deliberately built teams with unique backgrounds and skills that could serve customers from anywhere. The evolution of our workforce ensured we could continue to serve customers of all sizes when they needed us most, working remotely these last few months. Uh, speaking over 120 languages, their diversity reflects the many communities we serve. Our commitment to growing and developing careers for this talent pool is stronger than ever. And interesting take, though. Uh, no, Like I said, no layoffs will occur. Uh, they did close their retail stores in March due to COVID um, and hadn't yet reopened them. So they've all been working from home to begin with. But but uh, I hate to end on somewhat of a sad note there, but luckily no one lost their job. So there, there's a plus side to this. Um, just anyway, have fun out there, folks. Fourth of July is this week. Happy Canada Day to my friends in the north. Happy 4th of July to my friends here at home and abroad in America. And let's, hopefully the second half of 2020 is great for all of us. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening to Nick's Nerd News this week. Always check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can find, uh, you can listen to the show right in the browser. If you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages. Uh, where you can subscribe and like to us there. Uh, also, while you're there, check out our social tab where you can see our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds all in one handy-dandy place. Uh, or if you prefer, just follow us individually. Just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice. Post a lot of memes. Uh, I do not make them. I do not want to claim them as my own. I just want to say that now. But it uh, should be fun if you guys want. Like I said, that's it for Nixner News. We are in July by the time you guys are hearing this. And uh, can't wait to see what the future holds. I am Nick, your host, and I will catch you guys on the flip side.